Ain't gonna equal to this real shit. The things we do for the glitz and the glamorous. Follow backs and like pics from your camera. It's about to pass cause you still in a pamper, bruh. And I never seen Floyd spar with amateurs. So this the one and only time I'm picking up the phone. I'm the type to keep receipts until be left alone. I was raised to always keep the family feuds at home. On the set, I'm about to teach you how to set the tone. Where I'm from, big bank, take little bank. I'm a couple hundred mil, this a field day. Don't respect it, it's not an issue to check it. Never really competed, but you boys getting reckless, uh. I can tell this wasn't really what you wanted, though. Should've DM'd me again, what you wanna know? Say I'm lying, I put it out for the public. Asking about my third album before the second was published to a fan. Uh. Look, I've been a cold-blooded assassin Swear I don't just put the ball in the basket I'm from the zone, nigga, who you been asking? I said your name a couple weeks ago, you been in the casket And now you trying to rise up, I see you faking the passion I'm finna turn this game out of the chump change I'm that man or that man or that mean Whatever you want, nigga, I'm that clean You drop two songs, whatever that mean You shoulda did one, them niggas was gassing And I ain't rocking with them folks that thought it was over I'm finna sign with State Farm, I put you out of your stroller I run the game like PlayStation, going and pass the control I'm on the track with high energy, you lacking the motor, little nigga. Listening to a brand new episode of Threes from the Ring. I believe this is episode 37. Um, appreciate you guys, of course, tuning in, whether you're on SoundCloud, Spotify, whatever. Of course, it's, it's me, Chris J. And uh, of course, I got the bro on here. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Trail South, uh, just Mr. Post Cook, I got Don Anthony Davis. That was my first time hearing them niggas beef. Well, not rap beef, but you know, little diss songs. Yeah. That's right. Hey, man. I'm I don't know who was. Like, Bagley had better vibes, but Damian Lillard's flow was better. So, I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to say Marvin Bagley's more disrespectful. That man said he threw out. The dames that uh, Damian Lillard and Adidas sent him <laughs> in the garbage. <laughs> Pretty no, much. and that probably really happened. Do make it seem like that was better. Yeah, like, I didn't put that line in there because I'm like, I ain't about to have these whole songs play. But I feel like Marvin Bagley dragged that nigga. But yeah, so but yeah, so it's officially NBA offseason time and. Pretty much as we're recording, the NBA award show is still on for whatever goddamn stupid reason. Why? Uh, I'm not even watching it. Yeah, I just I'm, got done watching Raw. Yeah, Raw was decent. I'm, I'm gonna say that now. Raw was decent. So, oh, never mind. Shout out to Shams G. Giannis is MVP, so I could turn this shit off. So, um, <laughs> thank you. That's all I needed to know. Shout out to Shams with the sh- uh. What? See, we got the watch bomb. What what can we call the Shams? Oh. Sham what? No, let me put it. Oh, yeah, that would been that's corny. <laughs> but but yeah, I'm man. Shams need a uh like a nickname for when he drops stuff, especially he drops it before watch. So, but uh, Giannis is MVP. So that's the most important thing above all. Uh, shout out to Giannis. That's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. It is. That's crazy that Giannis got an MVP. And that nigga, how old? He is not even 24 yet? Let me see. Hold on. Let me make sure. Giannis. Age. He's 24. Man, that's 
crazy. Yeah, like I know he's not the youngest because Derrick Rose got that by a long yeah, shot, like 21 years old, I think, or 20, 21 years old. So, but that's still ridiculous when you think about it. I think that's the round. What year did LeBron get his first MVP? Hold on. Was oh. it 24? Or was it? Yeah, it probably was 24. 25. Hold on, let me see. How old was LeBron when he won first MVP? LeBron was That's a head ass question when especially when I specifically asked for LeBron and they give me James Harden Google do better. Love yourself. And they show James Harden again. Oh, Let's see. Oh, LeBron won his first one in 2008. You know what? LeBron had to probably be in because he got nearly get 18, 2003, five years. So he won his first MVP probably when he was like 23, 24 as well. So around the same time frame. So, so congrats to Giannis on that. Uh, well deserved. Like it was pretty much either him or Harden. But I feel like they knew. Ahead of time, because Harden wasn't even at the award show. Yeah. So, for that also shows how much he gives a damn. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know how that goes. Yeah, he probably was hurt. That's the only reason that nigga didn't show up. Nigga was probably hurt. Yeah. Because he, you know, the season that nigga shot up. Two-time MVP, two-time MVP, and, yeah, you choked in the playoffs. So, they didn't give it to you. So, hold that L. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah. So uh, just so we can go over the awards that was given throughout the night, uh, most improved player went to Pascal, well deserved, and like his playoff run solidified it in my eyes. Um, rookie of the year went to Luca. I'm not like it could have went to either him or Trey Young, but I'm, but it is what it is. Like they, I feel like they could have co. Rookie of the Year this year. Sixth Man of the Year went to Lou Will. Well-deserved. Um, mm-hmm. Coach of the Year, Mike Budenholzer. Uh, shout out to Doc Rivers for giving us one of the memes of the offseason. Mike Budenholzer should not be Coach of the Year. I'm just going to keep it buck. I know yeah. he uh, – like, Coach of the Year should not just go – even though – I think I said he should be, but look at what Doc did just as a – Coach in general on that LA Clippers team, it should have went to Doc. And also to take Milwaukee was already on a up and come up. I just say not 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 saying they was gonna get first in the East or the best record out the whole entire league, but that shouldn't just be the reason you win Coach of the Year. Denver was a team of obscurity probably two years ago. They were and my man, like, and my like, man. You know my motto with the, the Nuggets. Status- what? What's your motto with the Nuggets? I don't believe in the Nuggets until they let me down. And they keep but letting us down. I understand down. that. Like, both, didn't both of them get knocked out in the goddamn second round, though? So it really don't yeah. matter. The Nuggets went further than come- they did. That's all I'm going to say in regards to that. So. Yeah, so like, and you know what I said about Mike Budaholzer team? The fucking Mike Budaholzer team. 
like this is the second time he has had a team that was like I think best in the East or best in the league, and it proceeded to fail. And this time you can't blame LeBron. So I don't really, you know, see it. It's not. I'm not trying to come off as haterish. But like, don't get me wrong. My brother Jose did an outstanding job, and I will eat that receipt about me saying he should be. But just looking at what Doc did, actually competing against the Warriors, because it would have been totally different if like Milwaukee was in that spot and they would have to go against the Warriors. It would have been a sweep because that was mm. a healthy Warriors at that time. And what Denver did, a team come from obscurity, a team that a casual NBA fan can't name their starting five. A team where a casual NBA fan can't probably name anybody other than Jokic and maybe Murray. So Man, that's even a stretch to say they don't know who Jokic is. <laughs> so, the mugs, a casual NBA fan probably think Murray from God darn the U.S. So, like, you, this is just not, this, that's just not hitting from me, you know? It's just, that's just not hitting from me, bro. Like, I imagine I'm on the same wave with the Denver thing. Like, they, 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 they are a team that proceeds to let people down. But I'm sorry. Hold on, Pistol Pete just ripped Magic Johnson up. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Um, I just can't see Mike Budenholzer wearing that. And then Nick Nurse wasn't even in the top three, which is beyond me. And he won a chip. So, well, you gotta remember the results went in. Before the playoffs started yeah. as well, so <laughs> at that point they they not even thinking about revoting. That's a waste of their time. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like yeah. I definitely agree. But uh, like it like can't be mad at it being Mike Budenholzer. That's the safe pick pick. But Doc Rivers legit show coaching is was why the Clippers team made it to the playoffs and even yeah. took two games from the Warriors. So, got to give credit where credit it where it belongs. And, which is further proof why if you're going to let this damn award show take place way after the season, include playoff stuff, if that's the case. But, um, yeah. yeah. So then, uh, teammate of the year went to Mike Conley, Sportsmanship Award went to Mike Conley. Mike Conley's pretty much loved. No, I thought teammate of the year went to somebody else. No teammate of the year went to Mike Conley. Mike Conley. Everybody loves Mike Conley. Yeah. Yeah, Bradley Beal was the super community guy this season. Uh, Lifetime Achievement went to Magic Johnson. And then your mans, Rudy Gobert, won defense player. Dumb mistake. Uh, I believe TJP has said it on on Twitter from Houston Bros. Has said this man guarded one position the whole entire year. There is clips of where he. And I don't want to hear that excuse because other than Boogie go through it and he defends well and suffers like an elite ball handler. Um, AD same thing. Like other centers when they get switched on a little man, tries their best. Woody Gobert consistently. Gets cooked. It's not like oh he, he he can't do anything about it. No, it is consistently. It's not. It's just not Steph. It's just not Kyrie. It's every time he switches on somebody that's not a power forward and or center, they are cooked. 
And most of his blocks come from help defense. And I don't even think, wait, he didn't even lead the league in blocks. He didn't lead the league in steals. He didn't lead the league in deflection of steals. What did he do to deserve that award? Didn't lead the league in rebounds. What did he do to win that award? Tell me, Chris. Be Rudy Gobert. What is that? French. I, I no, can't French answer French. that question, G. I really can't. Like, it's like for me, it's it's like a bittersweet because I didn't want Giannis to have Defensive Player of the Year and MVP because then that would put him in a uh, special club. Toxic where, conversation. Yeah, but you give it to PG, yeah. who probably should have been a front runner. He should have been like. Like, PG literally, is, and we're factoring PG played the second half of the season with no shoulders. So, the man legit had to guard the best perimeter player. And then at times, probably did get switched on the bigs and still held his own. He didn't just only guard the best perimeter player. He guarded the best player. When time, when, when time came down, and Damian Lillard, even though Damian Lillard flagged that on him, who was guarding Damian Lillard on that play with one shoulder? It was Paul George. I, I I can't nothing in this world can convince me otherwise that Paul George wasn't the defensive player of the year. What is what made Rudy Gobert's season more special than his? He was Rudy Gobert. And, so, and somebody can honestly tell me that, then I shut up. He was Rudy Gobert, seven foot one, stifle tower. G, that's that's that, that's why. But it's not like his. Also, not like that freaking. He it wasn't game changing. Most of the time they lost it because Donovan Mitchell took thirty one shots. And was getting cooked for like thirty one points each night. So. This is beyond me, bro. What's the point of him winning? If if, if the rumors are, you know, basically what you said, that he cried. Bro, it's not a rumor. It's a video he cried. I know. I'm not talking about that. They gave him a stimulus package, which is an offensive player. Yeah. Then fuck the league. Why is it's just like for what I see in this season, Rudy Gobert is not the defensive player of the year. Now, mind you, how many ga- jazz games I watch? Zero. Um, and we had league pass. <laughs> and we, but there was, and for people to say, oh, well, you didn't watch no jazz games, you didn't. There was no reason to watch jazz games. Rudy Gobert was not the second. He was the second best player on the team because he was able to block the shot. And he was tall. That's stupid. Mike Conley's about to take his spot. Mm. So, this whole thing, though, I waited, god darn, like seven weeks for. Just to see Rudy Gobert, it's probably more than seven weeks. But just to see Rudy Gobert hoist up a defensive player of the year trophy, 
He is a two-time defensive player of the year. Better defensive players cannot say that. That's true. Once again, this is a reminder that uh, LeBron James does not have a defensive player of the year. As often as Kobe gets first team all defense, hey, like, uh, Craig, okay, keep it had, above. He doesn't have one. All right, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep it above, right? I, I know. So you, you might not, you might not, you might not agree with me when I say this. It's not about to have anything with like some bronze one. Oh, whatever. All right, cool. Let me say it like this. Pause this game. Jamar Green should have probably more defensive players of the year off the merit of what Rudy Gobert has. I'm not mad at that take, but you also got to factor in Kawhi Leonard. No, but Kawhi played 55. No, we're talking about when Kawhi won his two. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that. But, like, if you was to honest to God say Draymond Green was worse than Rudy Gobert defensively this year, can you say that? The first half of the season, Draymond was mid, but once he got the clutch sports stimulus package, Draymond was head and shoulders one of the best defenders in the league, easily, like always. So, so like, nobody can tell me otherwise of why this nigga is the defensive player of the year. Nobody can tell me. Not one person. Like we we it's at this point. Like, is we giving it to him just because it's just Rudy Gobert, and he's the only because that's the only thing he freaking does. Like Paul George Giannis dominated the game in other ways, but since Rudy Gobert is the only player in the league that literally can only do one freaking thing, we give it to him. That's not fair, and I agree. I definitely agree. Even Patrick Beverly, the dog that he is, literally will give you a three-point shot. But that's not what defensive player of the year, that's not what wins it, though. No, I, I know, no, no, I know, I know, I'm just saying. He does more. He does more. He does more. And I'm just coming at Rudy Gobert as a player now. I'm not even, this, mm. this, this is beyond that. Mm. Like, even pure defensive players, Impact the game in other ways. Rudy Gobert only does it in one way, and it's not even at his best. AD only playing goddamn 18 minutes a game is more effective than Rudy Gobert playing goddamn 40. And that's not a take. That's not a, like, it shows. There's times when AD... This times when AD on that court and he is by far the best thing walking. And he only played cops during the average of probably like 13 minutes this season. Way better than the reigning defender, defensive player of the year. So I'm not believing it. I'm not taking it. Like this is when we, we give asterisks on championships, we just start giving asterisks on God darn player awards. And Rudy Gobert has one. Like, this is stupid. I don't, like, MVP is, eh. Sixth man of the year, eh. 
this is the only one where we should have been like, why is Rudy Gobert defensive player of the year? It's, I don't care about MVP. This is the show for me. Give a crap about MVP. I don't. It's stupid. What's next, man? All right, so that's a perfect way. Let's just move on to uh, the draft um, before we get into the offseason stuff. Uh, so the draft was last Thursday, which is a really stupid day to have it. I don't know why they chose a Thursday, but do you, NBA? Um, so just because I really don't want to spend too much time on the drafts, um, you just give our – Hold uh, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. My bad, my bad, my bad. Yo, Houston Rockets, I suppose. They put on Twitter 13 minutes ago – Congrats to the new MVP, but we respectfully disagree. And just listed James Harden accomplishment. Man, this is the most, bro. I honestly would not mind if the Houston Rockets legit get shipped to the moon or something, Joe. Like it is sad. What, what is wrong with these people? And they could—they made a thread. They legit, yo. For one, shout out to that Twitter guy because, gee, you 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 eating dicks right now, G. You smoking dicks big time, but it's not necessary. G, that, like, bro, come on, yeah, bro. we can go back to yeah. Like, come on, I'm not, I don't want to go on the Houston Rock. Well, we'll get probably get to when we do our off season stuff. But uh, draft recaps. Let's do uh, our winners and losers of the draft. Who we thought did well. Who we thought uh, did poorly in the draft. So um, let me see if I can pull. I gotta pull up. Um, Why you saying that? Uh, my loser goes to God darn the Phoenix Suns, and and subsequent to that, my loser goes to Devin Booker because nigga, you signed the for a couple of more years. So, uh, <laughs> all right, bro, ski peace out. Mm. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it's, they literally did nothing to get that out your mouth, Steve. Stop it. My bad. They literally did nothing to build around this man. Hold on. Talk. Yeah, I, I'm a co-sign the Suns being losers. It's weird. I wouldn't even really call them losers. They're more along the lines wow. of being in the middle. Of like, but at the same time, they didn't do, like they added, but they didn't do nothing to improve, if that makes sense. So... I'm not mad at calling them losers, but they're definitely not winners. And I don't find them as losing. Like, Jared Culver is going to be a solid player. Shout out to him, man of God. Um, I don't know. I hope that you just, that Devin Booker just doesn't lure you into temptation too much. That's all I'm going to say in regards to that. Uh, Cameron Johnson, that's another good pickup. Like, and then they got Dario Sark. And then you got rid of TJ Warren's contract as well. So, in the draft, why like draft night? I wouldn't call them losers, but they didn't do nothing to propel themselves either. Like, I feel like this just means in the offseason they're about to get a point guard. Uh, but my winners, I'm a definitely say Pelicans. Uh, David Griffin is a magician, man of the people. Um, of course, you get Zion, and they proceeded to just make moves. And David Griffin did what he had to do which is make moves, 
get Zion and proceed to just prosper from there. And then I think they probably got the best center in the draft with uh that Jackson guy. Uh, I don't know why his name's slipping out my mind right now, but dude is like that's a somebody I feel like he's more potential. Uh, but you have picks out the yin yang since you're the Pelican, so it's like you're not necessarily going to um lose much if that if Question. that doesn't come out to be. Question: Do David Griffin? Do David Griffin? Can he make a ballot for best executive next year by what he just did at yeah. the end of the season? Yes, because definitely. he probably wins like by landslide. I don't see anybody creating a better like what he did. There's no loss. Mm-hmm. You can flip Lonzo. There's a market for Lonzo. You can flip Brandon Ingram. There's a market for Brandon Ingram. What did he do wrong? Exactly. Like he did nothing wrong. You you you, re- you rebuild it within a week, bro. Like he rebuilt it in a week. And we'll probably have if literally at their best, that team can legit be like top five in the West, and that's not a take. With the yeah. Warriors in a red shirt, yeah. With the Spurs around like a legit superstar. If Kawhi don't come to L.A. Clippers, like, who, who you got to worry about? Portland? Houston? Like, that team is really freaking built good. It was a win-win situation just in general for that trade. I know we talked about mm-hmm. it already. But, like, David Griffin, he just shows how much of a freaking, like, fuck Danny Ainge, G. Like who's why 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 we why we put why we put respect on Danny A's name and we got someone like David Griffin out there. Exactly. Please tell me why. Because the Boston Celtics is a legendary franchise that people just don't want to let go. As a certain Laker fan on Twitter often says, they have won more championships recently than they have since Boston has. That's. In this millennium alone, the Lakers have five. Boston has one. If we're going to go by literally numbers, they still, like, yeah, the Celtics' best era was when Bill Russell was there. So people just can't let it go. But um, he still got finesse because you lost that Cleveland deal just like how Cleveland did because nobody won that trade because you you guys lost Kyrie. But um, I don't want to go on that tangent i don't want, like the man's a coward um but david griffin definitely is showing that he is why he's the best gm in the league and if cleveland kept him lebron man. would still be on cleveland right now man Kyrie will probably still be around like, exactly and if anything like I, you gotta remember david griffin knew that Kyrie was leaving he was about to get paul george bruh Exactly. So, but that's a different uh, talk for a different day. But yeah, Pelicans is in my winners. Um, I'm gonna give you guys a shock here. Uh, the Bulls is also my winners because they did what they were supposed to do: get a damn point guard. They did. And that. looking I'm, at, I know I was cooking in the kick chat, but looking at, looking at uh, some of his stuff, Kobe White seems like he'd be a decent fit. I just don't. That team just like it's just astounding how young they are, Joe. They need veterans on that. Yeah. It is crazy how young. Yeah, which is 
when we get into the preview, like we're not gonna hit every. By the way, we're not about to talk about every goddamn team in this one episode. We're pretty much gonna hit the important stuff, and then we'll talk about each team next episode. Um, but, but yeah, like Kobe White is like the even though like every year the Bulls go safe. This was the right safe pick. Like you needed a point guard. He was the best available point guard because Garland was gone. But even then, I feel like I'm I'm iffy on Garland solely because the man is coming off a torn ACL and like he comes off to score first. Like Kobe White mm-hmm. literally looks like he he can score, but I but I can tell that he's going to be very he could balance it out a lot better than Garland will. Especially in the situation that Kobe White is in, where literally my motto is once the ball gets half court, run a play, give the ball to Zach or Laurie and get the hell out the way and play good defense. So, like, he has energy. The Bulls did what they're supposed to do. Now, my losers um, handed this big fat L to the Boston Celtics, of course. Um, definitely big time losers. Um, you didn't do anything to get better. I don't believe Romeo Langford is going to be your point guard of the future. So I feel like I don't know why you picked him. Um, this, if anything, this is if Danny H wanted to earn my respect, this is where you would have tried to flip uh, Gordon Hayward's contract to somebody and get something out of it. You so moved before up you go any further. This is what I would look for both because I want to go. Let me go back to the Bulls for a second. Mm-hmm. I say they did a good job too, but remember when I said it was a young team? Kobe White is you can't. Well, no, you can tell. I would have gave Memphis probably this pick and probably like Denzel Valentine or something. Else. Somebody that you're not using on that roster to get Mike Conley, and that okay. would get your team looking prettier than what it already was before. You know, Kobe White is the, Kobe White should be good. It's gonna be, but that would get your team eyeing probably somebody like a mid tier free agent to be like, you know what, we could probably do something here. We could probably have, and then that's when you develop Laurie to be the player of the future, or Zach Levine being that guy in Chicago by you getting somebody who's mature, who's going to be able to share that bread, and also can give you buckets when you need to. In my colleague, the contract is not as bad as it used to be because what like two or three years has, but it will also help in making your team look, all right, we can get some old pieces around here. We can be that team in the East again because they're just one or two pieces away from being a fantastic team. All they got to do is get rid of Felicio and a whole lot of other stuff. But also on Boston Celtics, if you needed a point guard, and it looks like Terry Rozier probably walk out because he dang it airs out your dirty laundry, Another person should have went for Smart Conley. That's a place you could probably dump your con uh, to go to Hammer contract mm-hmm. and and probably shoot. You could probably do some other stuff to get some people of there. You can clear a lot of room with them, and you would still be good. And they just didn't. I don't know why Mike Conley wasn't attractive to more teams other than just the Utah Jazz. So. But go ahead, it's just my bad. Contract. I had to cut out before. contract, but yeah. Um, but yeah, Celtics, that, I definitely agree. They could have used that pick to get something. But it is what it is. Hold that L. Um, I was really my only other really losers in the draft. Um, also, winners, Hawks. I don't know how I forgot to mention the Hawks. Yeah. They Hawks. showed they ass. 
you got the uh, number four pick from the uh, the Lakers, number four pick from the Pelicans, and then proceeded to get um, what's my man's name, DeAndre Hunter. They got yeah, they got yeah. Hunter right, and who's going to I think he's going to be a really good pro. Uh, he's going to be a, he's going to be like all defensive t- player type to me, and also like at at very best he he might be a like a three four time All Star, but um. He's gonna be a really good pro, and then they proceed to get He's Cam, Cam Reddish. You proceed to get Cam Reddish, who I think is going to be one of the the one of the best pros coming out of here that nobody's talking about. Like, yeah, when you in Duke, you play with goddamn Zion and uh, RJ Barrett. You're not gonna get the buckets that you expect. Okay, go to the league. You you're one of the best shoot. You're a great shooter, and you got the uh, the build to be a really good defender. The Hawks is going to be a problem if everything comes together in the next year or two. Bro, They're going to be a problem. Just like the Daniel Griffin situation. You got prospects that probably be something there's going to be a market for within the future. Mm-hmm. So, it's a, it, it's crazy. How but if you want to say another, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, and not just because they couldn't do anything mm. with trading that pick, they said got that nigga to the high contract. And it is showing. It is showing bad how how much that in Wiggins and contract is affecting them as growing as a team. It is showing bad. So right. unless they Andrew are. Wiggins prove all of us wrong and we're most of players next year, like they're gonna be losers for a while. And that will go down to probably one of the dumbest feet of ever. And it seems like Minnesota forever does that. Bro. They always make some retarded move to make mm-hmm. them just obscure again. So. Mm-hmm. Translation: When you look at it in uh in long term, Cleveland won that yeah. Kevin Love trade. <laughs> of course, they got a chip out of it. Exactly. Right. And then then I stuck with Andrew Wiggins. LeBron probably like I think LeBron probably would have slapped the hell out of Andrew Wiggins. G. Like LeBron Man. seems like the guy that wants to control narratives, but I feel like LeBron's inner Michael Jordan that pops up like on very very quick flashes probably would have slapped the hell out of Wiggins. I'm sorry, it just screams it. I'm surprised Jimmy didn't do it, and I think Cat might be on the verge, so or put that nigga in a car accident, one of the two. But uh, but yeah, yeah. like they they oh, man, I feel. Like I feel bad for Cat. I yeah. legit feel bad for Cat. Yeah, they can't. You can't. It's just that two gaining that two maxes on that super maxes on that, and one of them looked like they they already. It was crazy. Somebody said Wiggins was crazy in his prime, and it was high school videos, bro. Yep. And <laughs> look, G, I'm gonna say this, G. When Wiggins was in college, G. Like, okay, that Kansas team was going to be cold because they had Cliff, who I went to high school with, Wiggins w- was there, and then Embiid really wasn't talked about, but, like, they said Embiid was going to be solid. Embiid took over that team. Embiid, it was supposed to be Wiggins and Cliff, mainly Wiggins. And, G, proceed, Embiid literally took that man's everything, G. He took the height and everything, bro. And then proceeds to miss two, practically two seasons of basketball, and proceeds to still be a better player than Wiggins. Let that sink in, G. Uh-huh. 
sad in these streets, G. <laughs> sad in these streets. Hey, hey, Steve. Wiggins like this month, and it's just downhill. Mm. It's crazy. It is. But let's go ahead and uh, start our offseason preview. Uh, so free agency pretty much starts in six days, less than six days actually, because uh, June thirtieth at six p.m. players can uh start talking to teams legally. It's already going down. We know it. It's just you got to keep it low key. The sources here and there, you know how it goes. So, uh, we already got AD to the Lakers. We already have Mike Conley to the Jazz. Which uh, we're going to talk about uh, in a second. And then uh, I feel like something else happened. It might be, oh, yeah. And then uh, today, the uh, I feel like this is probably one of the most stupidest, pointless trades ever. Uh, the Blazers and the Hawks pretty much flipped bad contracts for bad contract, pretty much. So, yeah. Uh, well, the Blazers, the Blazers, Rodney, I'm certain. Hilarious. Yeah. So they needed another backup. And I know it's an ugly contract, but it's also fail safe. And Evan Turner proceeds to say A's up, A town, wait, wait. A's up, A town down, or whatever. When he got traded. And I see why they traded. Yeah. Goofy ass. But, um, <laughs> but, but uh, I feel Kent Bazemore is a better player than Evan Turner. So. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, it's just Kent Bazemore was in a. Yeah. But you got to think about it. Kent Bates won't have the range. So he wanted to see Yeah. Oh, yeah. He did have him. Why was that in this contract? <laughs> Bro, like, like, I want y'all to sit in and think for a second. LeBron right now doesn't have a no trade clause. Kent Bates does. Think about that, G. So, <laughs> effed up out here in these streets. So, yeah. So, um,. So before we get deep dive into it, let's talk about the uh, Mike Conley to uh, Utah, which is, to me, it keeps the Jazz in the playoffs in the West. It keeps them. For anybody saying, for anybody saying, tennis, they can lick the bottom of Sheba. Like, that's not happening at all. Ain't that right, Sheba? <laughs> but yeah, that's not happening at all. Niggas are, no, no. 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 Like, please tell me how. Like, Russ Brook and Paul George can get out the first round. You mean to tell me a team of Mike Conley and Cot Dard? Uh, what's that boy's name? Donovan Mitchell is going to run the East, I mean the West? No. They're going to run into like a, a freaking Spurs team? And that Spurs team going to humble them in seven. That's the effed up thing is that series will go seven. <laughs> and that and, you know and you know how I say I did not want to watch the Nuggets versus Spurs because I knew yeah. it was gonna be the type of basketball I don't want to see. That is another series of basketball I do not want to see. Man, you gotta see the best Spurs. Yeah, fifteen and eleven. <laughs> That's gonna be the best game. Be disgusted, G. But um. Yeah, but yeah, it's a good trade, and I think I yeah, tweeted it. Yes, yeah, I think I tweeted it. Um, the Jazz is still going to be good enough to make it to the second round, pending who they play against. But 
well, wait, they're good enough to be OKC, but not good enough to beat somebody else. Let's put it that way. That that's like they can beat OKC. Do I see them beating the Lakers? Hell no. No. Nope. I see them. Do beating... I see them beating the Rockets? No. One person who do the exact same thing that Oliver Mitchell do, but the ball actually goes. In- I would at least say James Mike Conley. Nope. Can, Mike Conley's going to save Donovan Mitchell from himself in that series. And Don and plus Mike Ooh. Conley's a smarter defender than anybody on the Jazz last year, and he's not going to defend James Harden from behind. Mm-hmm. I would say that. So and then so that way James Harden don't got a freaking. A layup over goddamn Rudy Gobert every goddamn play, as if Rudy Gobert's not there. Never forget that, people. Um, that's Man. what your former defense. Play- that's what your two-time defensive <laughs> player of the year was doing to James Harden, letting that man have a layup line around that nigga. Um, I'm still trying to wonder why the hell Rudy Gobert was in that top Don't um, remember anything he did. Notice. Hey man, it is what it is. But like, but yeah, I feel like. Mike Conley makes a difference in a series. Like I would say they will go seven against the Rockets. I give the Rockets that fair shot uh with Mike Conley because Mike Conley can score. He he'll he will protect Donovan Mitchell from himself. Let's put it that way. And Yeah, I, I like it. I like the trade. I'm just, you know, bumps whoever said they're gonna be contenders. Yeah, they're not going to be contenders, though. No, hell no. I don't care how wide open the West is. I don't see them beating Portland. I don't see them beating uh, the Nuggets. The Nuggets. Like the Lakers, I, whoever the Lakers, the Lakers have around them. Um, like, no. no. And, with, and even if Kawhi pops up uh, with the Clippers, you definitely not beating that team. So, no. Sorry. That's a nah. Like, good enough to beat OKC. I'm going to keep it G real. I don't think they could beat the Warriors. With a, if it was like demented stuff, like you know, sociopath no. stuff, yeah, no. no, and then and then like I believe Clay will be back before the playoffs, so Clay will be back. So <laughs> that's all. I'm Clay saying seems like to the Utah Jazz seems like a team Tommy Cook. So, mm, oh yeah. So shout out to the uh, Jazz. They they did what they're supposed to do. Um, let's go ahead and talk about. What the Lakers can possibly do the, uh, this offseason because I know all eyes will be on them above all. So, as currently, right now, I think as we mentioned in the last episode, the Lakers only have five players on their roster, five contracts AD, LeBron, Kyle Kuzma, uh, Isaac Bongos, or what the hell his name is, and, uh, Maga Wagner. Um, and if you don't know why we're calling him Maga Wagner, uh, check out his Twitter likes if he didn't delete it already. So he deleted the hell out of that. Oh uh, well, it's say, screenshots bro. out here like, in the streets. So, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, so at this point, the rumors right now buzzing with the Lakers is that they are trying everything in their power to hope. Well, they're kind of hoping the AD waves his uh, trade kicker. It's back and forth reports on what's going on in regards to that. It is what it is. But regardless, they're going to have, like, I think $24, $27 million of cap space once that trade is officially completed, which puts the Lakers in position to at least pretty much build a team, which is what I feel like is best for them. 
Like, you don't need to freaking build, goddamn, a mega team. Like, just build a build a squad around these niggas. Um, I'm hearing D-Lo. Yeah. And if you could get D-Lo for the cheap, like, I'm not saying, like, 10, 15 mil the man, but if, if you get him for, like, 20 mil a 20. year, I wouldn't be mad. Wait. Which I think, even though if D-Lo is going to probably only average like 18 at most. But, the way Bron has the ball in his hands, the way Bron has the ball in every guy, and the way AD has to get off, D-Lo is about to be. Um, but you get D low twenty mil, that gives you seven million. You gonna have to Yeah, you... but that gives you seven million. To vet minimum niggas to yeah. handle it, which is fine. Like you could find people which, in Which ain't that bad. No, think about like who you you get Kyle Corver, he about to try to play his last year, get him off the bench. I mean put him on the bench, you yeah, can you get probably get Danny Green for the low like for another vet minimum. Yeah. Like it's people out there. It is people out there who will take vet minimums to play with Brian and AD. And and plus you're living in Los Angeles, G. Like it's not gonna be that bad of a situation. Um, because the thing is, front court wise, that team is straight. Like you just kind of need. You still need a backup center. And at worst, come to worst, you can bring Javale McGee back. At worst, you can bring Javale McGee back. Um, there is rumors like they are looking at DeAndre Jordan. And if you get DeAndre Jordan for like eight, ten mil a year, like it, let's say you don't give D'Lo that bread, you just want to stretch the money out, which is still a smart thing to do. You could still get a DeAndre Jordan, let AD play the four, Brown play the three, and you just get guards. You just get shooting from the rest on down. So, which is people out there like. Um, so yeah, it's it's people Seth out there for the Lakers to get. Seth Curry, I would still have him come off the bench. Like I know, like it's a Jeremy Lamb is still available. Like he's a good, he will be a yeah. good starting shooting guard. Like it's people out there, G. Like it's people there for them to get. At worst, kind of worst, you bring KC KCP back. At worst, which is not it's not a horrible thing, but. That's the worst you could bring back. Then it's like he he's familiar with the team, the organization, and everything. So for him, it's like okay, mm-hmm. cool. We just need you to make shots consistently. That's the thing. You could bring you could bring Reggie Bullock back. Like it's people out there for the Lakers to get. So I'm not really concerned. But like the they just need to decide on: Are you going to spend spend money on a point guard like D'Lo or Go cheap and get like a Darren Collison. Derek Rose would be pretty. Uh, a Derek Rose. Um, if Jeff T can get over his hate for LeBron, that wouldn't be a bad option as well. So it's it's people out there for the like. If anything, like the primary is just getting your backcourt together. Like that, like you need to have a backcourt. So, so yeah. And then the guy that they uh. They got from undrafted free agency the ta- uh, the talent dude. He played at Simeon, and that dude is literally pretty decent. 
Like he could, he's gonna be a decent guy. Like I'm not gonna be uh, hard on folks. Like he's gonna be one, like Chicago players. He he's a South Side nigga that plays like a West Side nigga. If that makes sense. And he played at Simeon, which is crazy. Like you think that nigga went to Marshall? But uh, I've been hearing like uh, PJ Tucker comparisons when it comes to folks. So that's a good thing. Shoot, PJ Tucker's a hard nosed, gritty, grindy ass player. Hell. Look at Patrick Beverly too, of course. Like he might want to stay in LA. No, but I, I, think, think, I think I think but I think he's coming to Chicago at this point. Like I, I think that should uh, Yeah, I, I'm I'm starting to believe that he is literally a collision course to the Bulls at this point. So it is what it is. Come home if you want to, uh little Lord. But yeah, like the Lakers, I feel like they're in good position oh no matter how you try to make it look. Um Speaking of the Bulls, let's just go ahead and talk about what the Bulls can do this offseason. Uh, you mentioned. Pray. Yeah, pray, of course. Um, but from what I can tell, the, our best move this offseason is going to be our biggest pickup is going to be Patrick Beverly, which I'm not mad. Like, you, that's going to be a backup point guard, good for Kobe White, and he's a veteran that's going to keep leadership in place as well. Which is what the Bulls need. Which is like, because yeah, Otto Porter's there, but like, and but I would say Patrick Beverly's more respected, and we kind of have that like, yo, I'm from the city type clout, which will work well in the locker room. So I'm not necessarily mad at Patrick Beverly. It's also been confirmed that Derrick Rose is not coming back to the Bulls. So shout out to whoever. Told that man, stay your ass away from the city. Thank you. Um, and then it's also rumored that Taj Gibson is going the, to come back. This, I hate that so much. It's no reason Taj Gibson is to come back. There's no reason to waste money on Taj Gibson. Like it's no, and that's what. I hope he's a good locker room guy. But what he the is, heck? He is. Just, okay, uh, for Taj Gibson, you good, bro? In your career. What the f- I'm not gonna mm. in here, you know, at the place kinda made on it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But I don't I don't You breaking up I can't didn't even I don't I don't understand why Todd gives the even on a radar, it should be it should be something bigger than that. I know I said veterans, but I mean like veterans want to actually get stuff for you. Agreed. Yeah, like that's why like Patrick Beverly makes sense. Todd Gibson, I guess for locker room reasons. Like, but if I'm also Todd, like if the Lakers call me, I'm not hanging up the phone. Man. Like. Hey, I play some uh, backup center for you guys. Okay, cool. Um, but like the fact that he he's interested in going back, it, come back here is a <laughs> at the end of the day to me. But hey, uh, go crazy, G. If you want to come back, come back. Um, like with the Bulls, it's just like you just, like it, it is veterans, but it's like. I don't know what veterans do I want them to spend money on outside of like a point guard, which Patrick Beverly's gonna fill that void. And then, like, you do need backup scoring, 
like somebody come off the bench to score as well, which is like you need to find a veteran for that. And I don't think there's really anybody in the market that I will be. Let me see here. Let me find. Let's see. Free agent. Let's see. Shooting guards. Let's see here. Who's the shooting guards available? That's reasonably priced. I wouldn't be mad if the Bulls go after like a Rodney Hill or Wesley Matthews. Yeah, like they like those are the type of guys I could see the Bulls give like Ronnie Hood been looking for a payday. Like the Bulls may not have the most money, but they have that's the type of that's somebody I would want to bring in. Like he could come off my bench, be my six my primary six man. Like him and Pat Bev can run my bench and in terms and then like Taj can still hoop. So like that's your bench right there, but regardless, I'm still looking for like, is this is at this point you just want your youngest to pretty much play the bulk of the minutes. Like Lori, Wendell, and Zach in needs to play the bulk of the minutes. So that's my expectation. Um, in terms of that, anything you want to add? No. All right. So next will be the Warriors. I know we kind of like keep going off and on, but um, do you really want to keep both Clay and KD? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm talking. Yeah, I'm Why asking. Not? Yeah, I was legit asking you, like, yeah. do you want to keep? Why not? Why not? Yeah. Stack the deck. If you can find a way to strengthen your bench, I can't get good. There's, so there's literally nothing. You said what? If you could, I, I, I was, if you could stick your big, get rid of Draymond. You go, like, there's no, there's no problem. You have they, they, it sucks what happened to them, but they're in a situation in which it's only kind of up from there. There's literally no downside. Downside is you you won't be in contention for a title. You'll probably, if you don't make the playoffs, there's a chance you can slip to a lottery team and get another great player on a rookie deal or something like that. So, you know, like, you're good regardless. Right? That's what I mean. Like, the Warriors are in a situation where you got Steph. Steph can still put butts in a seat in that new arena. So you ain't got to worry about that. There's no downside to what's happening to that one, other than the fact that your two of your best players are are gone. But you good, like you are perfectly so. Well, not perfectly good, but you're you're better than most teams who lose two players, you know, ACL and Achilles. KD going for a whole entire, even if Pete. Even if you do that weird rumor that popped up that they keep KD, they nurse him up to health and trade him to every way he want to go. Guess what? You still win that situation. Because, yeah, you're going to trade him to wherever I want to go. I was about to bring that up. <laughs> but, nigga, guess what? I want everything for KD. So, As you should. So, you know, 
It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Go ahead. You go ahead and get your boss because I know you. I know you love talking about how okay the award is. Nigga, there's no such thing as a hustle award. I didn't see that award in the. Marcus thing. Smart won it. Smart won the hustle award. KD should have won it. That nigga played on a bad ACL. Or Boogie, <laughs> shit. That man came back from a torn quad, man. After Achilles. Exactly. Come on now. Um playing too much. Um, but yeah, with the Warriors, like I'm not really gonna slander them because they are in a very interesting position. And if I'm that organization, we're going to San Francisco. We got a whole new arena. I just want to win. I just want us to be in position to win regardless. Like, and you still, like, I understand your point, red shirt the season. Like, yeah, what happens, happens. But it's also like, look, yeah, we're the Golden State Warriors. People, people going to come see our uh, basketball games at this very nice Expensive stadium in San Francisco. Very expensive San Francisco, by the way. But I want to have a winning product on floor. That's the thing. Like, a consistently winning product. Product. It's like, it's one thing to just have Steph out there dropping freaking 35, shooting 45% from three. It's one <laughs> thing to have that. It's, and but he can, you can still, like, they can still win with that. Yeah, product. I'm saying, like but, they can still win with that. Yeah, I'm not like they could like at like I said at worst they're gonna be an AFC at the very worst. Yeah. Like I still think they're gonna make the playoffs. But do you want to go into a new stadium as the AFC? That's why like you keep Clay, keep him. Okay, because he can come back. Like it's it's 2019. Like. I was just like we've seen people come back from ACLs like nothing ain't happened. Prime example, mm-hmm. Adrian goddamn Peterson came back after whooping his son with a damn belt and switch combination and proceeded to freaking run for two thousand yards that season, I think. Or was huh. yeah. So and then Derrick Rose is a functioning person still. And Zach Levine literally is still jumping out the gym. So it's people out here where it's like, okay, like at the very least with Clay, he just becomes a one of the greatest spot up shooters of ever of all time. So with that, you're not really losing much out of Clay. Like he's still gonna be creative and crafty. He's he was never a guy that was reliant on athleticism. If anything, him showing that he's trying to be athletic got him hurt. So. <laughs> So yeah, so in that sense, where it's like, I, I'm willing to keep Clay. Clay showed me that he's durable and that more than likely he could come back from this injury before, like around like February, March, before the playoffs at the very latest, and still have an impact. Like he's not going to be. It's not that many question marks with Clay, as I would say, because it's an ACL injury in 2019. Now, KD's the bigger question mark. Now, I would do the sign-in trade. If the rumors are true, they, like, y'all are willing to do a sign-in trade with KD, do that. Why? 
because you get that bread. Oh, I want to say, I mean, because you get, you're going to get dang near like any team's going to throw maximum value at, at you. You're going to be able to make up whatever KD gives you. Like, in, t- in sense of like role players and bench players, you get to rebuild your bench instantly. And I would, if I'm the Warriors, that's what I would love to do. Like, okay, you want to go to Brooklyn? Okay, hey, Brooklyn, ring a ding ding. Uh, give us Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, we'll take care of Slavert and give us probably like two, three first round picks. If I'm Brooklyn, I. Now, if you're Brooklyn, thinking of it, yeah, I got KD, but damn, I got to wait a year. And then I lost all these players. But if I'm the Warriors, I will call the Knicks and be like, hey, y'all want KD. Y'all have not much to lose. And if I'm the Knicks, I'm like, hell yeah, we want KD. Everybody's on the table that's not named R.J. Barrett. If I'm the Nick, if I'm the Warriors, I'm like, okay, we'll take Kevin Knox. Give us um, we'll take uh, Alonzo Trier. We'll take Mitchell Robinson. We need a center. If I'm Knicks, I'm like, all right, thank you, God bless. And oh, here's a couple first round picks. It's Kevin Durant. If we fail, we fail. If his Achilles don't want to work right, okay, cool. At but at the very best, we have KD plus RJ Barrett. We could put somebody around that. That's not a problem. Nope. So, so if I'm the Warriors, yeah, I would do that because I'm just want to build a team that's prepared to like prosper for the next. Like I just want us to be ready come 2021. That's why yeah. I want us to be like ne- like 2020 is not our year. If if something if a miracle happens, it happens, but. We want to be able to compete against year two AD versus Brian. That's our goal. We want to have one. If anything, I want us to. I want as if I am. What's that goddamn they GM name? Um, shoot, I just forgot his name. Um, but yeah, if I'm the Warriors GM, uh, uh I'm like, if I'm him, I'm uh, like, look, I could win one more championship with this team with my core of. Steph, Clay, and Draymond. I believe I can win one more with that with the, with that team, with that core. Especially if it, like, gee, go like, literally, I just want to be ready for twenty twenty one. Let me let's have our last song before we may have to blow everything up. Where we have to trade Draymond or whatever because we don't want to pay that nigga that money. So that's how I'm looking at it. That's just how I'm looking at it. So it is what it is with them. So if they decide to get through all that bread and all else fails, I'm all for the laughs at the end of the day too. So, so yeah, yeah it's, it's it's great. You know, I just I honestly, part of me wants to go. You know, part of me is cool with the whole parody thing of KD leaves, but KD just you know creates the click with Kyrie, then it's really not that parody. Mm-hmm. But, well, technically it'd be two stars. It would still be parody. I just like, KD versus Kyrie kind of be filthy. But, um, I mean, KD and Kyrie are kind of be probably filthy. Uh, 
trying to think. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I just, what, I don't know. I, I, I honestly hope KD stays. It just seems like he's a warrior for life. Who knows? Just the way he interacted and was loved by the team. And he loved the team other than, you know, the L that he took. But um, yeah, what's next? Uh, so it is a few people that did opt out. <laughs> then, like, I just want to talk about a few players. Um, so where I think Al Horford is probably the most interesting available free agent that's not named KD, Kyrie, Jimmy, oh, yeah. Kawhi. Where if you're Al Horford. You probably want to win a ring. Where do you go? Crap. I would say if Toronto was able to keep, bro, you go there. But they already got Pascal. And they capped out too as well. Would you go? Would you go? Is Philly capped out? You get rid of Tobias Harris. You have to lose out. Um, um, Dang, then, that's too many ball handlers, though. Well, and then like Al that's, Horford, Al Horford is the like perfect teammate, though. So I know. Stop, no. It's just for Philly. It sounds nice on paper, like Embiid, Horford, possibly Jimmy and ben. and Ben Simmons, and throw out whoever you want at the shooting guard, but. That's, dang, they that, do that, that floor, G, that Yo, floor, Ben Simmons yeah. f's up floor spacing automatically because he refuses to shoot between yeah. where the free throw line is and out. Oh yeah, oh yeah, man. Yeah, so uh, it unfortunately hurts the purpose of it. Unfortunately, um. You I would say the Clippers would be a good home for him. Whether they could quiet or not, I think the Clippers would be really good for him. Yeah, I don't see Al Horford being your best player is going to get you to the to the promise. Like you said, if there was a contender with take and Al Horford being by himself, if they don't get Kawhi, suck. If they get Kawhi, I still see Al Horford being Neil Robin still suck. Al Horford is like the perfect third man. That's why I mm-hmm. think, you know, the Boston Celtics ain't work out right. And third, having a perfect third man is key to winning a title. Because look at Clay oh, yeah. being the third man. Look at freaking Bosch. Look at I don't know who third man in them goddamn Bulls team, but look at whoever that dude was. <laughs> it switched. It was like, Horace Grant, and then went on to be Rodman, Tony Kukoc. They just flipped it, offense and defense. It was one. It was one of them three. One of them too. Look at that. That look at other people with championships. Look at Manu. Spurs. Low key. Okay. Why not the Spurs? Who the fuck wants to go to the Spurs? I'm sorry. Gee, after Al that Kawhi situation, that Spurs tied After that Kawhi situation, that Spurs dynasty gonna hurt just a tad. I understand, but gee, if you're Al Horford, you are. You literally get to play power forward again. Because Lamarcus Aldridge seems satisfied with playing center, and nah, I then Lamarcus Aldridge was actually playing in the league and not like a goddamn alumni from two, uh, 
<laughs> from Goddard <laughs> NBA because I play with him on my on my league team, but like this mm-hmm. nigga Lamarcus Aldridge was decent last year. Don't get me wrong, he was really good, was absolutely He's... forgettable. He was Agreed. straight up absolutely forgettable. Agree. How big is his contract? I think he has another. This was year three, so he got another two years uh, left, I believe, or another yeah. year. I would contend that. I would contend that. I'm Boston. I'm saying, what you want, folks, man? Let me know. And Boston heard trying to get Stephen Adams. That's so stupid. <laughs> no, no, Stephen Adams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing this man, bro. Dude, that is the... I rock with Stephen Adams. But nigga, get Vucevic if you get trying to get a center free agent. Exactly. Oh, dude, just no, no, this is Danny Ainge, the magician. <laughs> we gotta put respect on his name. Well, I'm gonna go flip Stephen Oh, no, wait. He's actually in the last year of his contract. Cool. So. Lamarcus Aldridge? Yeah, Lamarcus, mm-hmm. he's in his last year of his contract. This, so he's entering the last year of his contract. Now, how much is on there? So, damn. This is a very, like, in terms of, like, this is a very all-star friendly contract. Uh, 22 mil. He's getting 22 mil this upcoming season. Mm. Okay. Mm. Not bad at all. Well, if they I'm do somebody, decide I'm, to I'm, trade I'm him, if, but this is the kicker, uh, no pun intended, uh, he gets a 15% trade kicker if he gets traded. Trade kicker. It means, like, you know, certain players, like, okay, with the AD situation, like, the fact that he gets traded, he has the right to say, like, you get, like, a, like a raise if you get traded. Uh, okay. Yeah, so he gets, like, if he gets traded, he has the right to say, I want my 15% more since y'all traded trade it for me. Okay. All right. Oh, all right, man. Uh, yeah, but back to Al Horford, I would go to Spurs and bump him. Not bump that. Um, Let's just say the Warriors he ignore. Play, do you think he can play alongside the Nuggets? They don't have Jokic. to get rid of Paul Millsap. And then him and Jokic play exactly the same. I'll to play that 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 point center play a little bit better, but yeah, give me Paul Mills. Like, yeah, like but Paul they play exactly Um, low key. If I'm the Blazers, if I could finesse yeah, a team, if I could finesse a team, take Yerkish contract despite his leg snapping in half for us, which is very unfortunate. Um, if I'm the Blazers, I would do it too. Like the Blazers would be a good option if they if it's like it's more like if they can afford him. That's the situation. Is like, can we afford Al Horford? Like, that's why you're hearing teams like the goddamn Dallas Mavericks want him and stuff like that. But it's like, if I'm Horford, I have probably like two good years left. Like, I feel like Al Horford can play a little bit longer than that. But like in terms of like good years. Like as a starter, I I I want to win within my those two years. That's the thing. Mm. So that's why, I like, like I understand him wanting a certain amount of money, but it's more like, gee, think about it. Like, do you want to consider to take a pay cut, play for a team like, like, 
if the Warriors say KD goodbye, go elsewhere. If I'm the Ooh. Warriors, yeah, come on, Al Horford, and we'll trade Draymond. Like, shoot, we you could probably do what he do better overall without the ego and and the text. So that's just something I would look at. And then honestly, like since the fact that Al Horford opted out, um, okay, they, and the Celtics are interested in Stephen Adams, they kind of missed out on that window as well, which they got to hold. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's crazy how they gonna think about to deal with uh, the Celtics and even all these free agents. Like this is gonna be one. It's gonna. Uh, it's going to show who got the Uska, the Huska, whatever that's called. The, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Who got the balls. Uh, two, it also shows that there's really no, like, no, like, no safe spot where you can go now. Mm-hmm. In terms of, like, you trying to, if you, if you're trying to win a chip, there's mm-hmm. not a guaranteed chip team anymore. Exactly, it's so, it's open, which is why, like, if I'm Kawhi, I can stay with the Raptors. We're gonna have the exact same team. We like, if anything, turn Danny Green into just looking at the damn shooting guards that's available. You could turn Danny Green into goddamn Rodney Hood, KCP, Reggie Bullock, Wesley Matthews, Jeremy Lamb, maybe Terrence Ross. You could turn Danny Green to any of those guys, and you would still legit be the favorite to win the title again if Kawhi was to stay. That's if he was smart, you stay. You have a opportunity to win the East again because honestly, the your biggest threat is about to be only Philly. And it took yep. you know, yeah, it took you seven games to beat them niggas in a Kawhi jump shot, uh, which was the shot of the goddamn year to win, but. If that's the case, you don't got to worry about because I think the unless the Bucks overpay for Middleton and Brockton, which is their best hope, which they unfortunately, will. and they will have to, they have no choice. You're still, I feel like in my eyes, you're still better than them. Like, you're mm. still going to be better than them. So, like, that's like, that, I feel like Kawhi had to be a fool to leave. Like, if anything, do a do two years with a team option, with a player option for the third year. Like, like it's like if I'm Kawhi, earn me. <laughs> like, earn me, my nigga. So, or or at worst, do a one one plus one, like one plus one them niggas. And if you repeat, do a, do a, I sign, do a two plus one. Yeah, I think yeah. two plus one is the better option because if you're Kawhi, you also want something long term because you're quiet and. It is what it is, but I like I believe at this point Kawhi stands. So, but that's going to wrestling. So, hey, yeah. So we haven't really talked wrestling for like two episodes because it's been basketball, basketball heavy. Um, that's just main like the uh, talk about stomping grounds, which is I'm gonna sit here and say was one of the better pay per views of this year. way better than uh, we all expected because everybody was giving that pay-per-view bars like everybody like we didn't even give a preview 
of the damn pay-per-view in itself. That's how much respect we have for it, honestly. So, um, let's go ahead and just, yeah. So let's go ahead and, uh, talk about stomping grounds. Uh, I'm going to keep it G real. I did not watch the Cruiserweight match. Did you? No, Drew Gulak. Uh, no, I ain't watching either, but Drew Gulak with it. I was knee deep in work at that moment. Yeah. Drew Gulak winning is a fantastic thing for that division. He just adds a different dynamic to it. Yeah. It's going to probably end well for the division that he is champion. So, hmm. shout out to that. All right, so shout out to him. Uh, the Raw Women's Championship match uh, was was legit the actual opener. Um, Becky versus Lacey Evans. Uh, Becky won via submission. Um, if we had time, I would definitely be up for having our dialogue about Becky Lynch as a wrestler. Um, but we don't have enough time. It was an okay match. Um, and that's very okay. Very okay. Um, all I'm gonna say is this, and this will lead to a dialogue in a future episode. Uh, Becky Lynch only has really good matches against the four horsewomen, <laughs> and I'm if, standing by that. If that, like Becky matches with the four horsewomen, ain't they ain't memorable? Yeah. Like, I don't. Last Becky match I remember, other than the main event that Becky had, that was supposed to be like, you know, probably anything she did with Charlotte and when she fought Oscar at Rumble and Oscar won clean. That turns out she won for no apparent reason. But other than that, it hasn't been any like something that I'm like, oh yeah, Becky Lynch. She did that thing. No, it hasn't been. Not one. Mm-hmm. Out to that, so I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it's uh, almost time, man. It's it's almost time. Like, and we're not saying that Becky is a horrible performer or anything like that. It's just the fans got behind her, the company took it, ran with it, and we're just not getting the match that we thought we would get. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus New Day. This was a really good ass match, G. A yeah. great match, a great tag team match. Um, like one of my favorite matches of the night, honestly. Like I enjoyed this match from start to finish. Um, shout out to uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens getting the win. I didn't expect them to get the win, but it is what it is when it comes to that. But because if anything, I feel like now it sets them up to be the number one contenders for the tag team belts. For SmackDown, mm-hmm. especially since, like, you need a legit team to go against Daniel Bryan and, uh, yeah, Daniel Bryan and, uh, the Rowan. So, like, this was honestly no one's contenders match without putting it in the title. But I wouldn't be shocked if there's a rematch this, uh, week on SmackDown, honestly, in terms of, like, who gets the number one contendership. So, but it was a good match. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked either. Anything you want to add to it? Nah. Just that New Day Forever show why they still a great tag team. Xavier Wood shows that he is a fantastic wrestler. And 
Thank you, Victor Man, for having Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens win. Yeah. Because I didn't think that was going to happen. Me neither. I thought that was an instant New Day celebration match. Yeah. So, I'm good with that. Oh, yeah, I did enjoy the spot where Xavier Woods lifted up <laughs> Big E. That's a yeah. that's fun. Big E's a huge ass nigga, G. That's like yeah. for a little, he's a little huge nigga, G. Like so, like that Xavier Woods lifted a three hundred pound man that's majority muscle. Like shout yeah. to that. Um, then we got United States Championship Ricochet beating Samoa Joe. This was a good match as well. That match slapped. Yeah, that was this was that a really slapped. good match. I was hoping. That Samoa Joe would would have choked his little ass out, but um, <laughs> as Byron said, says booty hole man won. <sighs> Look, man, put some respect on him. But uh, I, spoiler alert: I'm okay with Samoa Joe winning because he's about to beat the dog crap out of Kofi next pay per view. So you love to see it, or oh, around yeah. the time next pay per view, or tomorrow. Who knows? Collision course. Collision um, course. Did you peep that on Raw? No, I missed it, but I'm not. That was something. I'm like, they need to find him something to do. Mm. If so, like he needs to choke out a black man. What did you come down here for? Huh? All right, no, no. All right, what's next? Uh, let's see here. Uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. Heavy Machinery versus Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan. It was a decent match. All I'm going to say is, once again, as you as you often say, Daniel Bryan is in GOAT conversation. This nigga carried Rowan this whole match. I don't remember. I think Rowan only had two minutes of action the whole match. And I also give Daniel Bryan rest. Um, Bear, get upstairs! Mm. Yeah, it was a uh, it was man that match slap. Um, I'm trying to think what was another. Oh, oh, little 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 dude, little dude, little dude, Cole, little man, uh, Tucker. No, not Tucker. Not. Um, Otis. Otis Cole. Yeah. Otis definitely Cole, man. That dude definitely got it. He definitely got it. Like. It's, it shows. Um, that tag team has a baby face every time. All over. So mm-hmm. good. I'm glad they didn't win. Uh, I just don't think they. Sh- I don't think Daniel Bryan should, you know, lose to that just yet. Mm-hmm. But it was still a good match. Uh, Daniel Bryan is in go to always say. I know that was his hometown, so he's gonna be. But. It was a fantastic match. Mm-hmm. They had three solid matches just back to back to back to back. Yeah, like they went on a good run of good matches after uh that meh opening. Uh, then yeah. Bailey versus uh, Alexa Bliss. This wasn't Another a bad match. match. It wasn't a bad match at all. Like this, yeah. I, like I saw people on Twitter were saying it could have been better, but people often once again forget Alexa Bliss has been inconsistently in and out of action. So I'm not. And then she's not also the best wrestler, but she's improved as well, of course. So, but like Bailey did a good job carrying her without fatally, fatally injuring her. Mm -hmm. 
which is my freaking concern when it comes to Alexa Bliss, is literally that she's a freaking Alabama slam away from literally uh being a vegetable. So Yeah, good. Uh I thought that this was gonna be the night that um that uh, what's that chick name? That uh what you gonna call it crack? What is her oh, name? Oh Nikki Cross. Yeah, and it 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 puts her on a it puts her on like a uh um I don't know how to say it. It puts her on like a uh, I'm missing the word for some reason. A certain pedestal? No, it puts her on I don't know, it puts Nixie Cross on the path to her and the um Alexa view. There you go. I was able to oh. spit it out. But yeah. if this end up for them being like a legit tag team, it would give iconic somebody other than I don't know why the Kabuki Warriors have a T V but the Kabuki Warriors to have a match with, so and uh, what happened that. to the riot squad? I know one of them got separated, but you still they all have... broke. They all broke up. Uh, right? Yeah, wow. you guys have some sound, bro. That's tough. <laughs> that's that's real tough. tough. <laughs> real tough, man. Sasha Banks leave it after everything up. <laughs> nah, it really did. <laughs> that's after. But yeah, uh, based on like, and then based on watching Raw, um, they're really teasing the uh, Nikki Cross. Uh, like it's either like they're teasing in a sense where it's like either they're going to feud or they're just it's going to lead to them just becoming a legit tag team. And honestly, if you're concerned about Alexa Bliss' health, keep her. Just make her part of the tag team division for a year. If that's the case, like, and then you could you and Nikki Cross is a good worker, like she was solid in NXT, and so it's like, and then Alexa Bliss can easily be the face of the group in itself. So it's like it, you could prosper with it. So that's my thing. Regardless, it was a decent match. Um, Roman versus Drew. Once again, I don't know why people give their matches problems when literally all you about to see is them beat the daylights out of each other? I I think that's why. It's just a more than most matches, but for the most part. That's a match I didn't watch. I forget what I was doing at that time. But Roman is Roman. Uh, He consistently get great matches out of people. So that Mm -hmm. means he can wrestle. So and um I was looking forward to that match and I'm, even though tonight made it seem like that feud is not over, uh, I, I I can't wait till that feud's over. I honestly can't wait. Yeah, what like, after no ten, yeah, after Raw, it made me want the feud. I wish it just ended. Like I just wish it was over with, but we're not going there. But um, I really enjoyed the match though in itself. Like just watching it, like in, like I. I feel like it was better than their uh, Mania match because they actually had more time. Because that Mania match, I think it was like a quick, like, hey, here's quick seven minutes, beat the hell out of each other and move on. 
Like with this basically match, Roman saying, guess who's back back again, Roman. Exactly. Like with this match, like I, it looked in a way that Roman legit should have lost the match, especially after he took a, a coast to coast from Shane during the course of the match. Um, and by the way, Shane is probably the best heel in the company, but crazy over, it is. Um, but yeah, like overall, the match it was a good match. Uh, shout out to freaking Drew, literally doing that Alabama's power, uh, Alabama slam ass move to uh, Roman on on that table. That that was pretty disgusting, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but it was a good match. Yeah. Um, really good match. Uh, once again, Roman will Superman punch you to hell multiple times, but it was still a good match because it gave us what I like to see them beating the daylights out of each other, and then. Kofi versus Dolph in the cage was was a very exciting cage match, and it had probably one of the most creative uh, cage match uh, wins ever in my book. Yeah. With uh, Kofi yeah, really suicide I would say diving out. In terms of a cage match, it, it was decent, but in terms of a regular wrestling match, it was uh, it is good. Yeah. Um. Man, in terms of like just pure off of you, they supposed to be fighting in the cage. It was kind of now I don't want to say mid because that'd be disrespectful, but it was it was all right. So yeah. yeah, but it's also like with their fighting styles, I'm not expecting like the use of the cage to be like physical, if anything. Yeah, like they had yeah. spots that was cool for a cage match, but it was like mm. yeah. They like, did some little things in that match that people probably, you know, having Dolph Ziggler and Kofi Kingston like legit Matt wrestle at some point, you know, stuff like that. At the end of the day, it still was a, you know, a cage match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I see my expectations for that match went down high just because, you know, I don't think Kofi and Dolph work. Like jail well with each other. I don't, I don't know how to say it, but they, they, you know, it is what it is. Um, what's next? All right, and then next is the main event: Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins, which Seth Rollins won. Uh, pretty much the storyline leading up to this match was Baron Corbin picking his special guest referee, and. Uh-huh. We got the biggest plot twist because Seth Rollins did come out with the uh, the wonderful chair that he had on Monday, the last week on Monday, and beat the hell out of everybody with um, prepared to slap whoever was the special guest referee. But uh, Baron Corbin said, we smack a woman for chair and uh, brought Lacey Evans out. And when this happened, it just screamed predictable of how the finish was yeah. going to be. It was just yeah. more on like when. It was going to happen, but um, this match it made Seth look strong, of course. Um, like throughout, like he was pretty much dominating the match. Uh, it was just like Lacey Evans just literally just took control uh towards Baron's favor just by like adding random stipulations and stuff like that. But overall, like Seth came out looking strong, which pretty much led to Becky coming out. Beating the hell out of Lacey and then Seth winning, like which which yep. we should expect it. Um, 
So yeah, like it was a okay match. Like yeah, like I, I I think the match in terms of ring work was good. Yeah, it's just I didn't think that should be a main event mm-hmm. just because how both of the Baron Corbin is a little bit slower. So I don't really, I don't really. I don't think Baron Corbin matches come off to like a a fan who want like a a tech nature thing. Crowds literally sometimes make main event matches. Mm-hmm. That crowd was completely buttholes. Um, and then with Seth going on his Twitter rant, I'm pretty sure people was going and expecting a whole lot from that match. So, because he didn't go full Twitter right yet, he said a couple things, but people was probably expecting a whole lot from it. So, it was, it was uh, you know, it, it, it was what it was. I do think that I, I, I don't want to see this continue. I just think Baron is better at the mid card, and if you was to put him at, you know, in the, uh, if you was gonna put him in the uh, what you call it, the main event, have him win. That's how I kind of feel on that, just because Baron Corbin uh, is more of a uh, a person you I hear you can't stand, not to hear you. You know, it's not a hill that you want to see continue losing. It's mm-hmm. a hill that you want to see got the belt and the cheer and the admiration from the baby face is just going to go crazy. And that's what you kind of want to see. So I don't, I just want this, this, this joint to end. I'm tired of it. I'm real tired of it. Yeah, so it more than likely would definitely end at Extreme Rules because they uh, already confirmed that um that they're gonna have a winner takes all mixed tag match um but the stipulation for Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans if they lose they cannot get another title shot quote unquote as they long can't. as as long they as, can't get another title shot they can't yeah as I. AK in WWE uh, rules and uh, laws, as long as Seth and Becky Lynch are title holders, they're not getting another title shot. We got to remember the three month rule is very much real in WWE. So, so yeah. But overall, I would say Stomping Grounds was a solid, like in terms of uh, match quality and everything, like everybody showed out, did they thug dizzle. I was, I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. It was a very solid pay-per-view from start to finish. Despite the slow start, still was a very solid pay-per-view. Yep. Alright. Um, there's something else I want to talk about. We'll just save it for a later episode. But um, it's some MMA news I saw on ESPN that scrolled through my screen. Uh, shout out to uh, Paris. They uh, legalized MMA, so be on the lookout for a UFC. Hey. Yeah, UFC event is coming that way. If Michael Venom and Page was in garbage, I think that would have been covered. <laughs> is he French? I don't know. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. 
the hate. Oh yeah, I'm on Discord. I gotta remind myself not to do that. Uh, yeah, Michael Venom Pace, Scott Darno over the mm. trash. Uh, Michael Venom. Why do I always spell God darn Michael wrong? What what was country of origin? I'm pretty sure that was a smaller word I could use, but I'm gonna use that. Country of origin. USC fighters from France. He ain't in the USC. He's in Bellator. Oh. I was going to get to that too of him dodging competition. Uh, he's mm-hmm. from the United Kingdom. Never mind. He's from no. Hackney, London. Let's see. I'm just looking it up now just out of curiosity. Best French ranking MMA. Czech Congo. I don't remember the last time I seen that nigga fight. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Yeah, and he's number one. This is a ranking. Yeah, I don't know none of these guys on this list. None of them. Yeah, so, um, but more than likely, Dana White going to secure that bag if since France has uh, is legalized MMA. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, I feel like some other stuff to hit. Oh yeah, all out sold out from what I heard. So shout out to that. Uh, George Saint Pierre, but I don't think he get him. Uh, uh, a lot of niggas. George Saint Pierre, I don't know who that nigga is, but him. Who is this? No, George Saint Pierre is Canadian. G. Yeah, he's French Canadian. Wikipedia says Canadian first. French Canadian, yeah, no, French Canadian is a thing. Oh, he is like, from Quebec. That's, that's yeah, he's they, from Quebec, so that's the first. Yeah, yeah that's like the so, second. That's like yeah. they. <laughs> they know their first language. Yeah, look, I'm pretty sure if that bag was heavy enough, GSP will come back. Yeah, sure. like, yeah, I'm I'll fight in sure France. Shoot. <laughs> he's only 38. Uh, like, sure. ain't that old for UFC fighters. Nigga, you got punched in your head. You're about 45, 56. <laughs> Look, G, off star power alone, G. It ain't going to be that bad, G. <laughs> you got punched in your head, G, for your whole entire career. That 38 is a hard 62 at the moment. If you, you stutter with every other sentence, and not like me, because I lose my train of thought sometimes. But if you stutter and you still got your train of thought, my nigga, you ain't the same age no more, Joe. Mm. Brain-wise, you ain't. But, Man, um, look, G, I'm sorry, but when Dana White comes to him like this. What you do for this 40 come ball? What you finna do for this 40 ball? What you trying to do for this 40 ball? <laughs> 40 ball. <laughs> he comes up to it like that. You think his mind going to work That's right That's the only then. person I can think of is GSP. Probably because I think Francis Nugano speaks French. So if he, uh, he grew up in French, too. And he has some kind of Haitian, probably. Nah, nah, that nigga, that nigga's a pure African warrior, my guy. Oh, then he's in some. He's from some African country that was that is ran by France. France, I forgot which one it is, but yeah, this is a life. Just so you people know, Africa is really effed up. G. It's either ran yeah. by random European countries, at, in whether it's France, British, UK, 
for all I know, freaking uh, the Ukrainian, like, gee, just that's a fun fact for a lot of people, just so y'all know. So, yeah, like that, that would make sense. So, I'm looking up Francis Nugano, and I realize he gets Kate Velasquez. Kate Velasquez shows that. Show in record time and that that nigga just washed, bro. It's like record time and that nigga just fell out. Knees could take him the most. Nigga had dated like a five year rest. Oh yeah, he's a uh, Cameroonian French man. He See? can he can definitely yeah. I think yeah. There we go. See, that's in somebody else. Um. Man, nigga, I need to go have a baby in goddamn Kimber. That nigga come out a star. <laughs> like nigga. There's somebody like bro, ain't got darn Pascal and 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 um and then B for Cameroon. I believe they are. Let me double check that. Siakam. Yep. Yeah, Cameroon. Yep, he's Cameroon and Embiid. I think is Cameroon too. Yep. Yep. No Cameroon niggas, man. Coming out different out here in these streets. <laughs> Something that water. Exactly. But hey, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's an episode on that note. So uh, appreciate you guys for listening. Of course, um, make sure you follow us at Threes from the Ring, uh, at Three S from the Ring. Uh, also, you can find if you have yet. Um, but if you are listening, of course you found. But if you have yet to uh, subscribe to the SoundCloud and Spotify, please do that. We appreciate that. But also share us, G. You can find us on No Chill Media, of course. But make sure you follow those pages above else. And, yeah, man, just keep supporting the brand, G. We're going to grow. I have plans, G, to uh, start putting stuff up of YouTube of our fun WWE 2K19 gameplay. And mm-hmm. probably mix in some of my frustrating my league gameplay as well. Uh, so you guys can, of course, see some nice gaming mixed in with uh, some of the trash that we end up talking about. About your favorite wrestlers, favorite um, players as well. So, excuse me. But appreciate you guys for listening. And peace. Auf Wiedersehen.